Right, y'all already know what it is. Your boy, Yako, what it do to reality cast in Vegas and Chicago. What up? Oh, maybe half from your baby mama. <laughs> but don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! Y'all know what it is. And we have a very special guest, one of my good friends. We go way back, who plays, who's the biggest star from Take One, Pass It Back, who plays Juan. Give it up for Jesus. What's up, brother? <laughs> Man, dude, I miss that charisma, dude. It's been too long. Oh, brother, I got a little nervous. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I got no reason to be mad. Oh, man. Now, for those who don't know, uh, me and Jesus, we go way back. So, especially went to college. It happened pretty much. Uh, Ronnie, he's also one of the main characters in the show. He found Jesus, George, who's a big man. And he brought him to, you know, the take one, pass it back, you know, rehearsal. And Ronnie was like, look, man, these two right here, I'm going to tell y'all, they're the best in acting. They got talent. You're going to love them. And I'm not going to lie. One of the chillest people I could remember, like, he was so cool that if anything, like we talked about, he was cool with it. Like, he's really like a chill person. And I like came down to filming. He'll he'll memorize the script. I don't know if he memorized it right there and then, but he was so quick. Like, <laughs> he actually knew his lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but brother, what about you? Any any memories you could remember? Uh, yeah, I just remember like that. Um, like Ronnie bringing it up to me. Uh, same with Vic. Uh, we're taking like a like an intro acting class, and um, yeah, they pitched me the idea like, hey, we know this guy David. He's doing like a pod- like kind of like a YouTube series. Uh, would you like to join? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. You know, like I was like pretty like open minded to like a lot of things at that time. And uh, yeah, right at the get go, man. Like I remember going to your uh, house, like um, me and the rest of the crew, me and your family, wonderful people, by the way. It was a very warm uh, environment. I'm like, you know what? I can do this for a while here. Nice, nice. That's what's up, brother. Yeah, we. <clears throat> it, it's it's amazing, man. You're like a brother. That's why I never really joined a frat or a sorority. Well, actually, sororities for <laughs> girls, but a frat. <laughs> Because I felt like you guys were my family, like our um, Fast and Furious in a way. Like, we're always together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I want to, so my fans to get to know you more, brother. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, and what got you into acting? Did somebody inspire you? Uh, yeah, so like... Um... Pretty standard, like, a uh, guy coming from, like, uh, Chicago. I've been around the area there. Uh, spent some time in Mexico and, like, uh, came back for the last time, like, back when I was, like, 10 years old, like, around 2000. And, um, yeah, when I went to college for NNIU, like, uh, I was more focused on going towards, like, a business degree. It was all about, like, hey, or even just more into politics, actually. I was taking all these, like, economics classes, like, um, just in general. Stuff was, like, very far away from acting. And uh, I was, like, really devoted to it. Like, it got to the point where, like, that uh, one of the summers, I think it was, like, sophomore year, I was getting ready to, like, go out to D.C., actually, do, like, an internship with some politician. It was going to be all paid out through some scholarship. It was the works, you know. Like, I was fully invested. And um, they were like, yeah, just make sure you do your gen eds and just take, like, another, like, uh, arts class just to, like, fill that up. I'm like, sure, why not? So looking around, I saw some random class for children's theater. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, why not? What could go wrong? 
So I got in there like I had no interest um, in acting before that, but I ended up uh, falling in love with it. The whole uh, everything about it, you know, like uh, from set design, um, it was pretty much like a class for showing like kind of build up like a play for like uh, kindergartners. They'll like go into the school, we'll host like a play for them. It was like uh, Oedipus or the Odyssey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My character was like one of the suitors for like Oedipus's wife, and it was a kind of like a big brash, like a uh, very loud, like uh, extrovert very far from what i was at that time but like um the whole experience like taught me like it kind of brought out like, the whole um extrovert in me so i was like you know what i love this let me like fully dive into it and then so from there i started like taking as many acting classes as i could like anything for set design uh switched my um my whole degree actually to communications media and theater and yeah from there i did all that part there and fell in love with it oh and who was your favorite professor uh lisa Campbell, who's no longer there actually um she was the one who actually introduced me to uh, act, uh acting in the children's theater workshop she was um very like motivating honestly like she was very open-minded she was like uh very encouraging um she nurtured the whole like braggy side of me like she actually got me like this like leather vest because my character was with this big growing dude it's like yeah my husband has this jacket i think uh you pull it off very well for this uh, role i'm like sure so I was like yoga, like uh, this all togo, like on uh, low, and then like I'm gonna talk about this like uh, Fonzie, like uh, jacket. I'm like, okay, this is uh, awesome right here. Whoa, dude, that's cool, man. And you remember Angie, right? Yeah, Angie Swangart. Yeah, yeah, dude, she's so sweet, bro. One one of the sweetest teachers of all times. Um, it's crazy because you know, one thing I like about her class is before did any acting we did yoga i don't know if she did that we did that yeah and so we would do that for a good 10 minutes bro it was so relaxing i was like so chill i was like man i needed this and i ain't gonna lie some girls they were looking cute cute (laughs) (laughs) my eye kind of open you know but but honestly man angie's so sweet she she was so fun i even remember uh, after class, right? We already, she taught us whatever she wanted to teach. And at the end, dance with somebody and she'll put music and I'll dance with a girl. And Angie was cool. Cause I was like, you know, Angie, you know what I'm saying? And so she, she hooked me up and I was dancing with a pretty girl. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was, so, and I was like, man, Angie, you be the best wing girl, like for real. And she, she's so, I feel like cause she, she young, she has that like that that young speech that you need you know mm-hmm. yeah she was very much about like uh trying to bring out the best in her students honestly like she actually helped me like refine so like my acting skills like after i took that uh children's theater workshop and yeah we did the same like uh kind of like uh warm-up exercises before we did like into like our uh, scenes same with uh stretching with, like what's that game where we like throw the ball to each other like Dude, I forgot the name, but that was my favorite game, dude. I, I forgot. I forgot the name. I, I don't know if if you have to say their name or I don't know. I don't remember. I, I do remember. And the last one, it was always, I don't think I've ever won once. Tens, like everyone gets really complete. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. She was a wonderful teacher, man. Uh, she moved to New York. Yeah. So I was like, man, dude, she's. Man, ain't nobody gonna be Angie. I was I was kind of sad. Um interesting thing, I, right after I graduated, 
uh, one of my professors, I don't know if you have your name was Jim Blair. Heard of him, never had him. Though. No, he really nice guy. Pretty much, this is kind of a cool story. So I he knew I was doing improv and I have never done like a real actual play ever. Mm-hmm. But he seen my work, like Angie would invite him for, you know, Lunas Theater. And he's like, look, man, I got this play coming up. It's, it's lounging. Honestly, you fit the character. I was like, for real? You do uh, an audition. He said, you're going to play the smoking pothead security guard. I was like, bro, even better. <laughs> and he's like, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, look, I'll let you even improv it. Like, whatever you want to add, just do it. I said, like, okay, cool. So we did it. It was like a six-week um, process, right? Rehearsals. <laughs> Of uh, the performance was like I think a month and a half, and it was my first night of Northeastern. Like he literally booked a whole big venue. And the crazy thing, right after the show, all the actors to uh, his house. Right now, this is crazy. We go to the house, and you're not gonna believe this. The lady that opens the door. The crazy part. His wife bailed me for math class. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that you know what I'm saying. Like, I feel algebra, uh, or forget pre cal I don't know which one. And I was like, Professor, I know you disappointed with me, class. I think you're the only one that knows that. Doing overall, I mean, you graduated. I see you graduated. <laughs> I said, Yeah, I did. So, uh, but uh, you know, I feel bad that I didn't pass your class. She's like, It's all right, I move on from this. And I have a good time. I said, dang, I feel good. But it's crazy how <laughs> I never thought. I remember you You used to work at the nightclub, Club Bouncer. Uh, yeah, so, like, uh, through, like, most of college and, like, the first, like, uh, year after college, like, I was doing, like, random uh, random jobs. Like, even before you met me, I was doing, like, uh, writing. I was doing, like, a newspaper management thing. I was doing the DJ for a bit. Then I started doing, like, carpentry work. And then, like, after that, I went to, like, a restaurant manager position. And then I became, like, a bouncer for, like, uh, about a year, I want to say. Whoa. And, and how was It's kind of like Homer Simpson, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is, like, a random job. Like, okay, so I'll be a bouncer. <laughs> is there a lot of times you had to stop people feeding or? Uh, I did have some altercations. and um, But it was pretty fun overall, you know. Like, they had me wear, like, this kind of, like, men in black suit. With a little earpiece and everything, which is like felt kind of dope, you know, because I'm just there posted up in the corner. I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, remember that? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that one. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it was very like professional. I felt very like, you know, like uh, cool about that. But uh, it was fun. It was just uh, the pay wasn't there because it was pretty much just like weekends. So you relied on tips. So like, if you were, um, if someone like caught your, like, if someone caught someone's eye, like a, a customer, they you showed them a good time, like, you were very, very cool with them. They'll see like a hundred bucks on the side, like, hey, thanks for helping you out, man. Just and that. I'm like, cool, that's what's up. But at that point, I needed like more money to get me by. So I had to find some cost on her job and then my current position in IT. Uh, way back. Like, I was just, you know, for those who don't know, I literally called my boy Jesus like probably a week ago. And I was like, bro, guess what? And he goes, what? I was like, bro. We're about to release season three from Take One Pass It Back. He goes, what? <laughs> he said, what happened? Like, I thought it was already out. He goes, I'm like, look, bro, here's Victor, as you know. And he was supposed to have it done on my birthday three years in a row. 
and he and, every, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, people are waiting, you know, and I finally convinced him to get it done. You're in it, and we got the whole game. For those who don't know, we've been doing this for seven years together with the same cast, with the mm -hmm. same family. I even remember in the rehearsals, we will have pasta, pizza, the same, either pasta or pizza. We will switch it up. But always a, and there was time, I ain't gonna lie, you could tell Vic got mad because me and Ronnie will goof <laughs> off. We ain't getting nothing done. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Right. And, and brother, what been a while? What was uh -huh. your favorite scene or favorite uh, when you had to shoot that you could remember that was a good time and, and why you enjoyed it? Uh, I would say a tie between that time we went to that. Uh, I want to say it was a restaurant, but it was more like um, it was like a dancing for like one of like the later episodes. It was you. Uh, I want to say it was Maribel Tamien. Like uh, you guys were like uh dancing somewhere like on the east side but i remember i love that scene because everybody was pretty much in their element you know like everybody had was like had their character down like i was being neurotic uh ron was being just more of a pothead like he was in the zone for that and you just being like all charismatic as usual with your dancing just like showing off in front of everybody but i love that scene honestly and um the second one was like what um you mean we're talking about like this dating like uh Oh, I'm blanking on her character's name. We went like into this like date, and uh, you remember you renting out this like uh, Chinese restaurant, so we could sit oh, together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we're there, and like I remember seeing my face, like, okay, I like what I'm doing here. I like my acting stuff, and then like kind of like those cutbacks to like uh, you mean like that uh, cafeteria area, and, like uh, NEIU, or me telling you like how my uh, date went, and it just had like a nice kind of flow and chemistry that I just loved in that scene there. Josie, uh, yeah. what was her uh, character's was, name? It's been way too uh, long. Jessica, 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 yeah, <laughs> dude, that's like so way back. And and one scene I really like from you two is actually the bakery scene, where <laughs> how it's like how you guys first met, cool, and then you're like, hey, what's this? And she goes, oh, that's a chuchito, which is a small tamale in Guatemalans. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then you you were like with her in the background. It was a song. I think I love you. And why you so <laughs> afraid of? And it was just so cool because you chilling with her in the park. And it was it was so dope, man. Like we go, I'm telling you, man, like one thing I gotta say, brother, you and Saka were very good with uh your chemistry, uh, <laughs> even in real life, um, for any scene for on it makes it like you know, stand out. You know, so you guys yeah. feed off each other's energy, you know? Yeah, and a lot of think it was actually her. Like, she had, like, really good, like, uh, she had, like, a nice, a natural skill to just, like, bring out, like, the, just, like, kind of this charisma, just, like, kind of friendliness, too. Like, she made it so much easier for me, honestly, because even back then, I was still kind of, like, shy and introverted, but she just, like, made the whole process, like, smooth as hell, honestly. Right. Dude, it's crazy, man. And, you know, what's funny is that all of you guys, you... Uh, Jesus. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> so you, you, um, Ronnie and Big Man George and Victor are all six foot yeah. at least. Every time you see me and we're, we had a whole game, it looked like y'all were my bodyguards. Like y'all making sure I was safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Man. 
And I do remember one time, brother, this is a true story. So pretty much I a rehearsal at my house on the weekday. I dropped you off and my cousin went in the car with me and he lives with me. And so we're driving. I dropped you off and we're driving. Why? This was the scariest time of my life. So I and I guess my body was so tired, but my, my cousin, my cousin, like, like sleeping a little bit. And he go, hey, hey, bro, wake up, bro. I ain't trying to die tonight. I was like, oh, damn, oh, you know? I was scared, man. I was sweating. I was like, bro. And he goes, bro, why are you so tired? I was like, I don't know, man. It could be the lotion. I don't know. It could be too many drinks, you know? But I didn't have no, I didn't have no drinks, you know? I just, you know, it could be Pepsi, you know? Because it's weird because Coca-Cola gets me sleepy sometimes. I don't know why I should do the opposite. But it, it was a, a crazy, scary, a little scary experience, but... But yeah, brother, I, I gotta say, remember when we did Taco Bell versus Chipotle? Oh, uh, I feel so bad about that one. <laughs> I feel so bad because I don't remember, but I know exactly why I don't remember. Cause I I got there just like really big, honestly. Like I don't know what was in before, but it involved like way too much weed. And when I got there, it was kind of just a haze. I'm like, we're getting Taco Bell, all right. But I completely forgot what we're doing that was uh, recording that day. And it's like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I was literally gonna say that. Like, you were so out of it. You're like, yo, man, man, so good. Like, you were just <laughs> so chill. And dude, you know what's really crazy? That like, you know, Ronnie, he plays uh, Kevin or Kush, but he's known to be a guy that smokes weed. Yeah. But in real life. Never actually ever did we he did it once when he, he was young yeah. but never again but he wasn't a smoker in real life so now in 2021 our brother is a real uh you can say a pothead now so he yeah. became the real kush <laughs> yeah it was ironic i still see that like his snaps and like i remember back then i was trying to get him to smoke with me because i was a pothead back then he was like no i'm not about that life I'm like okay good for you man and then as soon as it got legalized, like, all of a sudden, I'm seeing, like, making, like, uh, snacks about, like, baking, like, edibles and, like, these new, like, contraptions and, like, all these crazy blunts. I'm like, <laughs> He's like, to the class. So he, was, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was on it, man. He was on it. Man, it, it's only Victor. Uh, I literally talked to him two days ago that I feel like our – our group, right? Our take one pass it back family. We are like the Wu Tang for for music <laughs> because Wu Tang, um, they got everybody to even though they weren't making money on their craft, you know, somehow like. <laughs> and I learned so much about myself and what I had to uh, do better. See, Ronnie and I, we, we we used to like bump heads in a good way funny i i made some of the script like i wrote it but i didn't memorize it like they try to compete with each other on mm -hmm. the improv you see what i'm saying so yeah. it kind of pushes you to to um get out your comfort zone and go and, and, and one thing i gotta say brother we have a very i feel like i'm being real that going to college i know a lot of also people talks about you don't have to be successful to go to college. But I feel personally that project that we did together would never existed. I think that it it it, it was meant to be. Yeah. 
You know what I'm so saying? Okay, man. That's one thing I felt about too. Like um, even like the first or second, like uh, the first like uh, time we did recording, like it didn't feel like everybody was a stranger. Honestly, it felt like we all knew each other. Like we we're longtime friends. Like we had that kind of chemistry like between us, where like you had like okay, like the um, the brain, like the brains person, like uh, Clarabelle. You had like uh, a body myself. You know, like everybody had like a curl, like a rope, but like we all felt like this long time group, like we've known each other for years. And that was, that's actually what kept me coming back to these like uh, recordings because like, I just felt like I knew you guys for the longest time ever, man. I was like, this is a nice group. And I definitely miss you guys. Yeah, dude, I miss you. I, I, I was, I was talking to Clinton when she was like, we should get together. I, I, um, cause the last time we actually all got together was, um, Olive Garden. You remember that? Was it that time or the time we was like, I think it was your uh, birthday, I want to say. Like, it was in your backyard. Oh, yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. Yeah. Dude, I got so hammered that day. Like, all right, bro, another shot. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You're right. And wasn't wasn't Ronnie there, too? Yeah, pretty much most of us were there, honestly. Except for, like, uh, no, I think it was actually everybody, yeah. Dude, that is crazy, dude. I totally forgot. Dude, you're so right. <laughs> Last time we were together, man. I, I feel like the next time I come to Chicago, if it's at a restaurant or at my crib, wherever, just to have us, you know, I think it's nice, you know, because honestly, you're right. Every every birthday at my place, because there was another time you came to, I had a, a get together. Dude, you're not going to believe it. Big man lost so much weight. Did he? George? Yeah, George looks like a, a, a Crombie model. Man, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> You're very nice. I was like, bro, you ain't big man no more. You missed the fresh. You know yeah. <laughs> All right. Look at that guy. Good for him. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, when I saw him, I was like, yo, George, you look good. He's been doing it. He's like, I changed my diet, been working out. Mm -hmm. And you know what's crazy is that. Uh, big man, I called him like two weeks ago. Big man, I got some good news. Kind of like what I did with you. Big man, I got good news, man. Season three coming out. Now, I would love to do season three with you, but I don't live in Chicago no more. I live in Rhode Island. And nah. I was like, bro, you ain't got to worry about it. We already filmed it. He goes, oh, oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> it, it was really fun, man. Good times, man. I, I, I You know what? Uh, it's crazy. Everybody is in a different chapter of their life. Like Clarabelle, she just had a baby. Yeah. Uh, my boy, big man, moved to another state. I moved to Vegas. Brother, you got to come out whenever. whenever it oh, you're not ready, man. Do not extend that invitation, man. You'll regret it. <laughs> my, my house is always open. So if you want to crash by, I, I'm more than happy. Show you around. We'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, dude, I have Vic. He came. He came for like a weekend. I think just a weekend. Like, if you want to come through, you know, let me know. We'll, 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 your birthday. Hey, wait. By the way, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, your man. Was yesterday. Thank you very much, dude. <laughs> so, what did you do for your birthday? Uh unfortunately, nothing. I've actually been sick like the last week or so, so I've been pretty like exhausted. But I think I might just do something this week uh, tomorrow with some friends and coworkers, and just still kind of like do something, you know. But yeah, unfortunately, I've been uh, sick like the last week, so I haven't been able to do much. Oh, okay. 31. Dude, I'm about to be 30 this August coming up. Bro, the time went so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, 
I had that mini life crisis, man. I was like, man, 30 already? Oh. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, honestly, when I was young, I was like, man, I, I, I can't wait when I'm 21. You remember? Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm going to be 25 and 24. And now I'm like, man, I wish I never said that. <laughs> it went too fast. <laughs> I wish I could drink all night and wake up with, like, no, like, crazy hangover. Like, yeah. No, for real, man. It's crazy, bro. Crazy stuff. And you you did say you lived in Mexico for a little bit, right? Right. Yeah, like when I was um what like nine or uh, ten years old, I did like uh two, three years over there. And then I came back over here for the final time. I'm sorry? Like what part of Mexico your family? Oh, my family's from uh, Jalisco. Oh wow, okay, okay. Yeah. Never been there to be honest. I've only been to um uh, Oaxaca and Puebla, those are the only places, and of course, the capital. But uh, no, that's dope. Like, any memories? Like, uh, not the only the main one I have is like my grandpa, like, uh, he was a truck driver, so like, he would put me out of school for like a week or two, like, at a time, and just like, uh, have uh, take me with them to like, uh, travel around the area. So, I love like sitting like a uh, passenger seat, watching like, uh, going around the montañas, like, seeing like all the valleys and everything. And I actually went back, like, uh, I want to say, what, last year for the first time since. Unfortunately, it was Cancun, so it wasn't, like, a huge, like, you know, like, immersion. But, like, went back, and I'm like, man, it feels good to be home for a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah, because one thing I, I got to say, brother, I I your videos, and you've been traveling all over the world almost. I saw you with yeah. a big old elephant. I don't know yeah. what country or what country was that? So that's crazy. It was actually Thailand. Like, uh, funny story. Uh, I went there, what, two years ago? Like, it was in March. I went there, like, on a Monday or Tuesday. And then Wednesday, like, that's when Chicago locked down because of COVID. It had just started. So, like, I was already on a plane. Like, I was, like, on layover in Japan. And I went to Thailand. And I was there for, I think, like, two or three weeks. And all the time I'm there, I'm just watching. I'm living my best life or whatever. But I'm seeing, like, posts from my friends. Like, oh, we got locked down. We got to work from home now. I'm like... Damn, there's some crazy stuff going on in the U.S., but uh, I'm going to just, like, turn off my phone for now. <laughs> but, yeah, I was Thailand, like, uh, in the last, like, uh, day or two, like, I was at uh, Elephant Sanctuary. So uh, I got a chance to, like, uh, drive, like, two or three hours outside of, like, Bangkok. And, uh, yeah, I got to, like, hang around with some elephants, like, amazing creatures, honestly. It's weird touching the elephant and seeing, like, how smart they are. But, yeah, been uh, traveling since, like, I've uh, done, like, uh, Turkey, Colombia, Ecuador. Um, was it hungry for a little bit? There was a uh, Rome, sorry, Italy, Greece, uh, Egypt, and Morocco. I'm probably missing one or two in there. Whoa, dude. And, and what, like, you just went by yourself, or did you go with a group of friends? I went for myself or all of them, except for like Colombia with some co workers, but like everywhere else, just went by myself and just kind of just threw myself into Rome. Dude, that is crazy, man. Like, I've got some very nasty work stories. I got some amazing stories. I've got some stuff that'll trip you out, like stuff in the Amazon, like uh, some ayahuasca stories from there. I've some weird stories from Bangkok I've seen. Yeah, I've seen quite a bit, actually. So tell us a little story then. Tell us a, a wild story that you can remember. <laughs> I'll tell you the one for uh, like a, a quicker version of the Amazon one. So, um, uh, when I went to, like, Colombia, like, after that, I took a detour to uh, Ecuador. And from there, like, uh, I was in Quito for, like, a night. And then I had, like, uh, I had some, uh, reserve, like kind of, like, reservation for, like, five days. It was just, like, remote, like, uh, 
kind of like a reservation for like healing and like the the whole idea was like they have you take ayahuasca like two out of those five days and so they drove me out like five six hours into the amazon jungle i'm like okay i cannot see anything like it's like full on like there was maybe like wi-fi like 20 minutes out of the whole day and so the whole time there like um pretty much we're kind of just cleansing eating like fruits and vegetables like uh getting in touch with nature we're doing like hikes around like uh the area where we're at it was by like this uh, tribe, uh, one of the tribesmen called uh, Kichwa. And it was uh, kind of like a little bicep, actually. He spoke perfect Spanish. Like, we got along like like this right away. And he's like, yeah, this plant right here, this will kill you. This will kill this. This will kill you. Don't touch that. That's going to burn your hand off. I'm like, what, what, what? And so it was crazy. It was like, oh, my God, I've seen this crazy stuff. And yeah, to all those nights, like, um, a shaman came by. And like, uh, we had this big hut. Like, it was 10 of us from, like, different people around the world. And, uh, yeah, he would have start the ceremony. He would give us, like, this tea. And um, he would kind of just, like, we turn off all the lights. So, like, the only thing you saw was maybe, like, the moon and anything that reflected the light of the moon. So it was, like, you saw just, like, jungle, like, shadows outside. And um, I've been more kind of, I've always been kind of, like, uh, atheist, never really believed in anything, like, spiritual. So I was more, okay, let's see what happens here. And sure enough, the first night, like, I saw, like, kind of little visions, but nothing crazy. But the second night, like, uh, he's like, okay, so you want to see some stuff? I got you. So he's giving me, like, a stronger brew and, like, again, same thing. They turn off the lights. And then um, half an hour later, I start hearing, like, voices. And they're like, I'm like, what? He's like, close your eyes. I'm like, okay. So I close my eyes and, like, I'm seeing, like, these crazy celestial bodies. They're looking at me like they're trying to, like, uh, get my attention. They're swiping their hand, like, showing all these crazy colors. And, like, a bunch of other, like, beings come around, like, the around me and they're asking me to like uh, do different things like look in my direction uh stand up sit down lay down they're touching my cheek and i swear i could feel like their hands i'm like what the hell is going on and like, the whole time the shaman's doing like this like crazy like beautiful chant you know just kind of like guide the whole like uh, journey and it was like a very transformative experience and like the next day like um, we all gather around the same area and he comes back and we're all kind of just sharing our experience and uh it was my turn i'm like yeah i saw all this stuff i was telling what i saw and he was like uh good like um i've got the idea that you weren't very like uh, open to spirituality and so like i was calling on the spirit from like the mountains that's meant to like uh kind of open your eyes to the whole thing so kind of give you like a taste of what everything was at i'm like that makes sense because it literally just like i saw i uh, comes from just about everything out there and i was telling like okay i saw these spirits and like these beings and like some stuff like um uh, just random stuff I was seeing. It's like, yeah, there's a different like spirits from like different parts of the jungle showing you their domain. Like they were kind of just giving you like a, a glimpse into their life. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, dude. That wow. So, so now what do you see? Like, what do you feel now with, when it comes down to spirituality? Cause what's your thoughts now? Uh, two things come to mind, honestly, like, um, I'm definitely not as like, uh, I guess you would say atheist. I'm more kind of agnostic at this point, but, Two things come to mind, like from that uh, brew I was drinking, the ayahuasca, either the mind is capable of like so much more than we uh, thought possible based on what I saw. That's more like the atheistic view of like uh, what I'm uh, experienced or just something out there, man. Because like the shaman, like he knew a lot about me, like or he knew like a lot about the situation. Like he made way too much sense. Like at one point, like he was calling people up like one at a time and kind of just like, uh, I guess kind of like sort of healing them, like kind of just like uh, bring stuff out of them. And when I sat down, like, earlier that day, like, we were doing some trek, and it was, like, raining, so I was, like, busting, like, my uh, shit, like, all over the place. 
I had slid down like a kind of like a mountain, like kind of uh, messed up my leg pretty badly. So I was limping by the time I came back. And sure enough, I sat down, like he's kind of like, has like this like uh, a bundle of leaves. He's kind of just like shaking them while chanting. And then like he stops like at my leg and he starts kind of just going like a uh, gesture, like around my leg and the pain went away. Whoa. I didn't tell him my leg was hurting. I didn't tell him any of that. And like every part of like around parts of my body was like, and I would feel like my body just to relax, relax. And like the next day when I woke up, I was able to walk around fine. I'm like, I cannot explain that. <laughs> that shows you that when like our people, like the Aztecs, the Mayans, before um, Spaniards came over, that when it came down to nature, they really took care of nature. They created their own medicine or um, even their spiritual ritual that they had that was more effective. You see what I'm saying? You got to experience yeah. a little taste of that. And remember anything or maybe a story you could share about what about Egypt or Morocco that you could remember? So one thing I've noticed like about like a lot of these countries I visit, like, I've never like kind of gravitated towards like the touristy side of things. So like when I was in Egypt, I wasn't doing like a resort or anything like crazy like that. I was always going to like bazaars and like just general like more like uh, areas where I was trying to like become one with like the kind of like one of the citizens essentially, like part of like the culture. So experience as much as I can about that. And the biggest thing I've learned was that happiness is relative. Uh, you could have like a lot of stuff in like in your life, a lot of like materialistic goods, but it doesn't always mean you're happy. Like one of the guys, the guy that was showing us around, the member of the Kichwa tribe, we were like chatting around, like after like a, a hike, and I'm asking him just about his life, like how's it going, like how do you, what kind of, how do you guys live here? And this guy just lived like in a general like one bedroom hut. He had like his phone for like the only source of internet and a guitar, and like this, that's how he spent his day. Just like he looked on YouTube, how to play guitar videos. And I asked him like, do you ever want to like thought about going around outside of the different country? I'm like, no, I'm happy here. I have everything I need. And, like, uh, he told me, like, uh, one of the reasons people come here is because they want to, like, escape from that. They want to get back into a uh, connection with their nature. They want to just let go of the whole, like, idea of, like, materialistic needs or, like, you know, keeping up with the Jonases, I guess. And same thing in Cairo, same thing in Morocco, same thing in Turkey. A lot of these countries where I visited, like, they didn't have a lot of money, but they were so much happier than a lot of people I know here. Same with Thailand, man. Like, they were just, like, um, they had, like, some people didn't even have, like, uh, internet, especially in Morocco. Like, it kind of kept going in and out. They were just very, like, um, not so much, like, in Greenland technology as we are here, but they were all happy. Wow, dude. No, that's amazing. Crazy how the United States, when it comes down to um, people that are, you know, poor or uh, middle class, not very grateful sometimes not everybody but you can see how a lot of people that are struggling they're always complaining they're never happy you're right when i went to mexico guatemala a few the people there even if they're so poor they're always happy may not have a lot but i'm gonna enjoy my life and it's so dope like you know seeing them you know even talking to their their attitudes different that's why I feel like here in America, we're too privileged. And mm -hmm. I feel like we we're given too much everything, like everything <clears throat> pretty much given in a way. And that's why people don't um, are grateful because it's handed to them. You know I mean? 
Yeah. And that's, uh, don't get me wrong. Like when I was visiting this area, it's like, it actually made me appreciate what I had more here because I saw them like my eyes, like, okay, these guys are struggling still. Like I saw some like pretty depressing stuff in Cairo, like seeing like, uh, you know, kids out on the street, just like dying of a starvation. Like I was like, Oh my God, like I have not been around that. Like it's so long since Mexico. And it made me appreciate it more, but it made me realize that like a lot of Americans, we have like so much, um, in terms of like material goods that we don't take that into appreciation but we don't make much out of it you know like if you someone like uh living on the south side who doesn't have the same kind of income as someone like a north side or like on the burbs it's not entirely a bad thing but we take so much for granted in a sense like really all we need is just like a roof over our heads like you know like a, a meal for dinner breakfast lunch whatever a steady income it might not be the best you might be able to afford like the latest and greatest but a lot goes along, a little goes a long way. And yeah. we forget that. For sure, man. For sure. No, that was a statement. I, I really appreciate that, brother. I'm a, I'm gonna make a, a quick announcement. Um uh, sure you stay tuned, my boys in it, and I'm in it. It's gonna change your life, has comedy, drama, romance, everything you think to have a good time. And um, last thing, guys, this is the outlet to reality. The whole is podcast in Vegas and Chicago every Tuesday. Get to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! Y'all know where to find me. I'm on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, the Outlet to Reality, and my TikTok is at Yakov28. My Snapchat is take one pass it. And, and Zeus, where can my fans find you? Um, mostly on Instagram, honestly. Uh, was it ShyHouse007? From Chicago, I love house music and I love James Bond, so go figure. But yeah. <laughs> Perfect, man. Thank you, brother.